Here we go. The John Curley, Sherry Elliker Show. Starring Sherry Elliker and Jacob. Uh, I think it was Abe. Is Abe Vigoda a person? Abe Vigoda. <laughs> Diving in fish. Diving in shit. Is Abe Vigoda a person? <laughs> wow. It could have been like a famous dog or something. I don't know. Barnaby Miller. Look him up. Did you say Barnaby Miller? Bar- what's his, what show was he on? Right, the prize coming on. Party. Barney Miller. Barney Miller. Barnaby Jones was thinking. Good Lord. So many old references. You mean Barney Jones and Barnaby Miller? Okay, okay. Hey, hey. Thieves, thieves, tramps, and thieves. You are in a mood. Rye, I'd like to apologize if Sherry offends you at any point in the next six, seven minutes, okay? Okay. 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 All right. Let's talk sports real fast. Um, I will get to the Russell Wilson story in a second, but... Bobby Wagner returning to the Seahawks. Does it make sense? Uh, it does. Uh, Jordan Brooks, our middle linebacker that replaced him, tore his ACL late last year. So we're really, really thin at linebacker. So I think it would make sense. Uh, he was the highest graded middle linebacker by PFF last year. So there's definitely some value there. It's more than just a, hey, let's get you know Bobby Wagner back for sentimental value. Um, so I think that'd be a good move. Um, you know, we usually don't go for that kind of stuff. I, I assume we'll probably draft one maybe in the third round after we take care of some of that interior problems that we have. But uh, I'd, I'd like to see that. I, he never looked good in those gross Rams uniforms. I think he'd be happy to come back and spend his last year or however many years, probably probably one or two um, in Seattle. And uh, I'd be willing to take him. You know, I looked at his numbers. He, he didn't have a bad uh, season with the Rams. It was about average, a little above average, but the guy still leads the NFL or he's top five or ten when it comes to tackles. And um, he only had one small injury at the beginning of the preseason. He sat out, but the guy is uh, playing a middle linebacker position to be 31 years old. There's a lot of contact all the time, whether on the ball or off the ball, because you've got to get Bobby Wagner out of the play. So it'd be fun to see him come back. I'd like to see him come back. I think he loved it here. I think the people loved him. You just always hate to see somebody brought back in the twilight of their career because then all you're remembering is, oh, God, he would have made that tackle four years ago. Yeah, it can get sad. I'm just hoping that what we did, we did release him last beginning of last year. I'm hoping there's no bad blood there. It's all We're all still on good terms, and, mm. and he'd be willing to come back because um, – I think he's probably a lot better than any type of guy we could draft or any other linebacker on the market. So it makes sense for both sides, and I hope to see it happen. It would definitely improve the Seahawks' horror, like terrible run defense. Uh, by the way, speaking of bad blood, hot hot take on your part. Ready? It's a new sound effect we had, but in for Sherry. Uh, story now breaks that Russell Wilson said, fire Pete Carroll. And Schneider, get rid of John Schneider. Have you seen that story? I did. He denied it on Twitter. I think, and this always happens, something breaks and then Russell denies it. I think he has a weird way 
of communicating. Like, he's got this big team. He calls it Team 3. So maybe mm-hmm. he's telling them to tell somebody that or in whatever way. It's never really direct. So he's denying it. It's not really much of a story. We already knew that the Seahawks and Russell Wilson went out on bad terms. We just didn't know what the terms were exactly. Um, so if the story here is that Russell's still uh, kind of a brat, um, and that's certainly the Athletic published an article, I believe it was today, this morning, talking about the very strange dynamic in Denver with the way he's communicating with coaches and players on and off the field. And he's got his own office, which is, you know, not normal for a player. You're supposed to be in the wow. locker room like everyone else. So, wow. And he, he described it as an open door policy. Like, yeah, you can come and see me anytime. And the, some coach who remained anonymous was like, <laughs> Yeah, your open-door policy should be your locker room. Like, your locker <laughs> should be an open door. You don't there, – there shouldn't be such a thing. You know, coaches have an open-door policy. So, uh, I, if the story is that Russell is um, is ca- causing a lot of trouble, we already kind of knew that. You know, they didn't fire Pete or John. They obviously chose those two over him. And, uh, you know, it's good to see the, uh, the ex-girlfriend or boyfriend, you know, life fall apart after they leave you. <laughs> oh, really? Wow, hot take. He, he's right. <laughs> oh, he's right? Sure. Wow. Uh, I, I'm just surprised they let him have his own locker room. I, remember, I was talking to the guy. This is, this is a trivia question for you. Sherry's going to ask. I think it was in, it might have been overtime or it would an easy kick. It was in New York. First name is John. He was kicking for the Saints. Yeah. And yeah. Wow, if you remember this, this is crazy. It was a long time ago. And it, it, yeah, and it's what I don't remember this, the guy's name, but I asked him about it and I said, so what, what was it like in the locker room after missing that and it caused you not to go to the playoffs? And he said, you know, it's really an interesting dynamic in the relationship that you have with the players because you don't practice really. You're off to your side. You, if you decide you want to not be part of the team because you're not there all with them all the time, they're not really going to be there for you when you screw up. They might give you a few high fives if you do well, but when you screw up, they they didn't like you in the beginning. You made no attempt to be part of the team. He goes, but I was always right in there with them, singing with them, making fun of everybody. I when in the locker room, I was part of the whole you know organization, and so when I missed that kick, they were they felt my pain and they were with me. When you separate and put a quarterback in his own office, are you going to work as hard to stop somebody that's blitzing? I mean, will you will you do everything you can to block somebody who would take out your quarterback? Uh, I mean, I'd, it would have to be something. Of course, they're going to say yes um, yeah. because it affects them too, right? If, if you're missing blocks, you know that kind of falls down on you. Um, but as far as the way Russell's been treated, you know, we saw when everything, when you're winning, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how you treat your teammates, right? If that kicker made that kick, I think his last name is like Gleeson or Gleason or something like that, but again, it doesn't matter. So when Russell's having all this success in Seattle, you know, everything's good. But you mm-hmm. see last year we struggle, you know, for whatever reason that was, there were many, but, and then you see everybody kind of turn on him. You see former players and, some former coaches, everyone's coming out to sort of dogpile on the guy, which I believe makes me think that, you know, maybe he was never the best teammate and didn't treat the players equally. Maybe he viewed them as sort of 
inferior to him because he's the, you know, millionaire, you know, star quarterback. So uh-huh. it's all speculative. Um, yeah. And now you see what, uh, what people in Denver are saying about him. And uh, it, it, it's really ugly for Russell. And, you know, he's still my guy. I, I think he's kind of a weirdo. We all know that. But I, I'll always root for him. And I think uh, Denver will bounce back this year under new uh, Sherry, any questions for Rye? I have a question. Um, knowing that the Home Depot experience has ended, um, I have a Home Depot trivia question. Oh, wow. Oh, God. Oh, no. What was the original name of Home Depot? You know, I have actually have been told this before in one of our, like, team morale meetings. Um, but <laughs> was it, like, it was the guy's last name, I think. Like, the guy who founded it, maybe his last name. I, I don't know. I'm not going to blow hot air. Just think. You could be talking today about retiring from Handy Dan's. Handy Dan's. That's right. There was a name involved. <laughs> ah, I right. like Handy Dan's yeah. better. Me too. I, I like, I'd like. i rather work at Handy Dan's. Uh, by the way, it's John Carney. John Carney was the answer we're looking for. So, so <laughs> far, you're 0 for 2. 0 for 2, Rye. Uh, Sherry does bring up the fact that you handed in your resignation, and then they went through the ceremonial laying out of the apron there at Home Depot, also known as Handy Dance. And the the apron that you wear, or they give you the apron, and you put it in the break room, and then it does it hang on a wall, or does it sit on some back table next to an old tuna fish sandwich? Where, where is that? Where's the uh, Walk us through that, because you described to me the other day how sad it is when the apron is left untouched. Yeah, they... Um and they just lay it on a table in the break room, and everyone goes up and looks and goes, uh, who's leaving? Oh, okay, right. And then they lay a pen out as well, so you can sign it, write something nice, inside joke. Um, and I really didn't want them to do that because my fear was that, you know, only three or four people would sign it, and you'd be really sad. Mm-hmm. Um, but and which I have seen that happen to other people. Um, you know, it's sort of treating people poorly with a mostly orange apron with no ink mark. But uh, I'm proud with the turnout that I got. Uh, a lot of nice things. Uh, a lot of stuff about the Seahawks, which, you know, a bunch of Florida people. So clearly yeah. I made my mark. And, um, uh, yeah, it was, a, it was a bittersweet goodbye to uh, the company I spent my uh, formative years with. What was the what was the one of the bittersweet parts? I mean, what did you learn about life by having a job as a kid from what eighteen, nineteen, twenty years old? Um, I think the the good thing about it is, you know, I spent three years there, and you kind of feel like uh, what's the guy's name, Sisyphus, who pushes that rock up the hill mm-hmm. every day, yeah. and then he comes back the next day and it's back down. That's kind of what, like working in most jobs, but especially retail and you're always cleaning up and trying to make sure everything's good. And then you just come back and you know, it's, you got to do the same thing every day. So the, the payout really is in the end when you've earned, you know, all these older guys that you work with or respect at the end and you can shake their hand and you know, people are so, so nice and they believe that you'll do well because of your work ethic and you know, it's a good vote of confidence. So that was my, that's what I was uh, uh, touched by. Um, 
when I left. Just the, the impact that I made uh, to a bunch of strangers who I would never meet and, you know, have very little in common with. But due to uh, the need for employment, we came together. Mm. Would, you, would really... you ever right, sure. return? Sorry, oh, no, would you return? I mean, if you if you needed to get another job for some reason, would Home Depot be your first choice based on the experience that you had in Florida? Um, probably. I mean, if things don't go well with the next phase of my life, then yeah, I'll probably, <laughs> you know, <laughs> pout back into Home Depot and be like, all right, let's do this again. Um, because, you know, it's great. I, I started when I was 18 and, you know, I have no construction knowledge, right? My dad doesn't know anything. He's not going to teach me anything. So, you know, when, <laughs> thank you. Cause he was never there. <laughs> oh, he, he was there. <laughs> you know, some of the time, and you know, he, he knew about as much as I did. So, um, when being able to learn about like these lifetime skills, and uh, you know, then tell other people about it, it, it was a, it's a, it's a good job. T- oh. t- tell Sherry, tell Sherry the time you're all standing around. I think it was a couple of weeks ago or months ago that everybody about seven of you or five of you standing there and they handed out the W-2s and they opened the envelopes and the one guy standing next to you looking down at the envelope that showed his total gross income or net income for the year. Yeah, it was, um, yeah, about a month ago. And uh, we call it pumpkin patching where a bunch of us get together because we're all in orange and we're all, you know, standing next to each other. So we had, Mm -hmm. we were all kind of standing around. Everyone's opening up their W-2s. Um, and it really broke my heart because there's this, you know, a lot of the people that work at Home Depot, and this is, you know, with all due respect, they're just really dumb. It's like, yeah, this makes sense. You work here, right? And you're X years old. Um, but then there's, you know, one out of every like 10 people is like, you're a smart guy. You're funny. You know, why, why is this what, you know, you're doing in, you know, 40, 50 years old? And he opened up the W-2 and he was like, man, you know, at my age, I should be making, you know, triple that. And, um, it was, it was sad. So that's one of the reasons I would, uh, I'm glad to move on. That's what makes it sweet. Um, but the bitterness comes with the, uh, having to say goodbye to a lot of, uh, a good relationships I made there. It's nice though. It's really nice that you had, you leave with a good feeling. You're not leaving with any kind of bitterness or, uh, feeling like, Oh, I'm so glad that's over. I mean, you, you, you still have, uh, you know, warm thoughts about the people that you worked with, what you learned, and what the experience brought to your life. Except for this, yeah, a big pallet of windshield wiper fluid, like that blue <laughs> well, stuff. There's that. Sure. And I bring it down with a forklift, which doesn't yeah. have a roof, by the way. And <laughs> a couple of um, a couple of the uh, bottles, gallon bottles, were un- opened already on this pallet, and I'm not sure how, but. They turned over and spilled and it rained probably like five gallons of windshield wiper fluid directly onto me. So then there's like all this protocol that comes with that. Like, okay, you need to go, you know, get a change of clothes, wash your eyes out, like all this safety, you know, stuff yeah. that Home Depot tries to uh, employ. But I just, yeah. it was 755. I was like, I, I really have to go. So I just ran out the door. Um, but yeah, I, I am a true, I know I can't say no to these. Even though right. it's the seventh most, it's the seventh most listened show. So maybe I should stop preparing like I do. You take take a page uh, from I us. I, I, yeah. you know, I wish I had one of those. I wish I had one of those big gallon things unopened. I'd hit you with it right now. 
<laughs> well, I also want to say I'm impressed that, that Home Depot does comply with certain safety regulations, just none that have to do with the food in the break room, that food safety, they don't care about at all. That's, yeah, that's five days old, not even been in the fridge. That's not their problem. It, if it were on the floor doing something Home Depot related. Okay. Yeah. Oh, the memories. Yep. Coming home. Coming home. Coming home. But not before you filled out the application to Central Washington University saying you were out of state. Which, that's a $47,651 bill Dad gets to pay. And with the seventh rated show, we don't have that. <laughs> I don't know, right? Your, your dad's been telling stories about how rich he is all week, so he seems, yes. it seems like he'll be fine. According to him, he can, he can afford... Yeah, he can have someone you... go to school for you, by the way, <laughs> if you want him to. Hey, Sherry. Yes. That was something you, I shared with you and the listeners, the, 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 the small number that keep us at number seven. You know, my son doesn't need to know that story. I didn't, tell, I didn't say I, I didn't give any details. I just said right. you're that rich. You are right. that rich. Right. We'll see you at the airport. Yeah, looking forward to it. All right. All right. Thank you, my friend. All right. Yeah. Bye. Bye, Home Depot. Bye, Red Roller. Love, love. Ring, ring. Love, love. Ring, ring. Bye, bye. I'm good. There we go. John Charlie, Sherry Elliger Show. Thanks, everybody. All righty. We're texting in, I'm sure they've asked. Representative Street, this and that, and this and that. Such limited amount of time, Sherry. But I'm. I am uh, grateful for the time that he gave us. <clears throat> ah, all right. Look at this. People are trying to do everything they can to save their friends that have lost their jobs. So if you go on LinkedIn, and I did see this article, and I have noticed I go on LinkedIn every once in a while to see how many people are following me. What a load of crap that is. <laughs> oh, 35 yeah. people are now are now uh, looking at you on LinkedIn. You want to find out who they are? And then, then you have to pay like $100. Something like that. Right. Whatever it is. Premium. Yeah. Premium. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, what else are they doing on LinkedIn to try to save their friends? Well, this is three words. Um, the three words that are becoming very, very common on LinkedIn are commenting for reach. Do you have any uh, idea what that means? Uh, no, I just care about how many people have been following me on LinkedIn. <laughs> So, so if you, let's say, so there's a lot of tech layoffs, right? And then people are posting their, I guess, resumes or their, you know, different, different opinions. They want to be heard. They want to be seen. They want to get uh, a higher profile, you know, more people mm -hmm. looking at what they have to say. So yeah. what commenting for reaches is just leaving a comment. So more people, you you know, the more comments you rack up, the the more people that will see it. It helps to yeah. get the post seen by recruiters and other people. So you could write, I agree, or thanks for that, or whatever. And oh. they say that, you know, those things are um, kind of, they do the same thing, but they're concealed by sentiment. This is what mm -hmm. they're calling slacktivism. 
that it's so lazy to just write commenting for reach. I mean, it's basically all it is. It's just saying, I'm helping you out here. I'm going to put this, this in here, these three words in because it's going to then raise your, you know, your profile or more people will be able to see it. Oh, uh, you don't even have the time to say anything about what they wrote. No, they don't, they don't bother with that. I mean, they, they could say that. It, anything that you put in the comment section, uh, I guess, adds to the, to the po- possibility that more people will see it. But mm-hmm. commenting for reach is just a way to say, okay, you know, I, here's what I'm doing. Yeah. I see it. I want to help you out. That's all. Well, well, it's funny. When you started that voice you were just doing, it started out somewhat intelligent, and by the end, the person's knuckles were dragging on the ground. Did you notice that, Jacob? <laughs> Sherry's dumb guy voice? That was the intent. That was the intent. <laughs> I got it. That was my slacktivism, <laughs> slacktivism voice. Yeah, okay. Whatever. I'm just going to put it like this, because I don't want to really comment. Oh, yeah, and I, I, listen, I'm not making a personal comment on you, knuckles dragging on the ground. I know that's something you've been dealing with since... <laughs> oh, oh god uh, by the way it is teeny tiny's birthday and she wrote the know-it-all quiz and i know you don't normally look at it ahead of time because you like to call out my spelling mistakes on the air i'm gonna just warn you it's it, it has a certain particular kind of uh angle to it so just she's finishing it up now so it, i don't know how just letting you know ahead of time, okay? She might be commenting for Reach later on looking for a job. <laughs> She's- uh, what Her birthday from when she was born or, I mean, <laughs> is it an anniversary or yeah, a birthday? She has parents and she... <laughs> right. This raises some questions I mean, about it, her backstory. What's, what this, is the birthday and how if old If I have she? to get Marin from Human Research... You're not allowed to ask those questions. It's no big deal. <laughs> it is no big deal, Cheney. Thank you. Well, I didn't think she was an employee. I thought she was more like a pet. <laughs> She's somebody that you bring in. She's a vital to. member of the team. But, oh, but what's her? So her one job is picking the letter of the day, and she gets which paid is a for huge. That? But how about this TikTok person? This this uh, <laughs> Bailey Maya or whatever her name is describing being so laid I off. I in big tech, one of the largest companies in the world. You definitely know who they are. And I woke up to a news article on Friday stating that there were huge layoffs at my company. So I go to check my laptop. I can't get on to my laptop. So I text my boss. He said, "Oh, must be a computer problem because there's been no changes to our team." Then ten minutes later, he hits me with, a, "I'm so sorry." So I'm like. Keep in mind, I was the highest performer in my job function in my business unit. So I was never really worried about layoffs. My other friends in big tech would get emails if there was going to be layoffs. So I just didn't see this coming. But I'm kind of excited because now I can do my own thing. And even though I'm 25, I don't really want to do a 9 to 5 anymore. So yeah, I'm unemployed, but I have a hell of a lot of confidence in myself. I'm going to document the journey, my mindset, my action, how to save money. Follow me for more and let's do this together. Yeah, here's how I'm going to make money now. I'm going to have you follow me for more. Um, similar situation. Hi, I'm advice. Bailey. I'm 25 and I recently got laid off from my job and I don't plan on getting a nine to five. So here are the steps that I took to save money right away. First, I went okay. to my leasing office, told them what happened and saw if there was another option for rent payment, whether that be reducing the rent or paying as I go. The second was I downloaded an app that told me all of my recurring expenses every month, canceled all of those subscriptions that are absolutely not needed. I had a story. This is brilliant. <laughs> she's, she's thinking about it. She's planning it and I canceled that and pulled all of the stuff out of there as well. 
returned any things that I recently bought that I don't need. And then I took a look at my bare minimum expenses. This is my rent, utilities, gas, food, dogs, car payment, car insurance, phone payment. If your utilities vary, go on the higher side of what you've had to pay throughout the year. Food, budget that as much as you can. Once you- Whoa, slow down. Let me get a pen. Hang on. Budget food. If you have that number, make sure that that is your bare minimum living expense. That is what I know I need to take in every single month through my side hustles, like for part two. <laughs> Thanks, Bailey. <laughs> I've got a feather that's flying up every time I breathe out. Yes. These layoff vlogs, as they're called, are, are very popular right now. People, uh, because 50,000 people have been laid off now between Alphabet and Amazon, Meta, Microsoft. So a lot of people are going online on TikTok and saying either what they feel, uh, should have happened and maybe they're doing a little bit of venting or they are just doing a survival, uh, thing, just like our friend Bailey's doing. So, their recommendation is if you're going to do one of these things and people are going to follow you, which, by the way, um, I believe she has 800,000 views for oh this stuff. Um, you have to stay positive. Don't mm-hmm. bash your old employer. I'm sorry. The one that has 800,000 views is somebody that got laid off by Meta, and oh. she wanted to vent about her severance agreements. And many, many people who are also laid off are now validating her and engaging with her saying wait a minute i i didn't you know i didn't get a good oh. a good deal either i see teeny you're you're not concerned about getting laid off are you well the answer is no there you go sherry <laughs> okay the non-employee or the unemployed Whatever doesn't get laid off. Okay. Sherry, uh, can, Teeny, can you think of anybody you'd like to see get laid off? What, what did you Teeny? say your name was? <laughs> <laughs> She's on a roll. It's her okay. birthday. She had a couple oh, yeah. shots of a little tequila. She likes the expensive stuff. Jacob got it for oh, All right. Potatoes. <laughs> Oh. I'll tell you something, you're a parent, you got a little girl, and uh, do everything you can to avoid getting into that American Girl doll thing, because, man, it is expensive. A um, bunch of things I did try to stop my kids from wanting to go to Disneyland. I said, if you could leave your room for one week without turning and turn the lights off, make it through one week. When you step out of your room, you flip the light switch off, we'll go to Disneyland. We'll restart this every single week if you fail. It was great because I'd walk by on a Tuesday, lights are on. I'm like, okay, not going to Disneyland. So find a simple thing like that that you know that they won't be able to achieve. Like, you know, if you do this and that, you can. I'll buy you a $17,000 American Girl dollar, whatever it is. <clears throat> that and the, then, yeah, then set we're them able, up to the, fail. The, yeah, well, yeah, we'll set, stuff up, <laughs> set yourself up to save yourself a bunch of money. And they're at it again, the American Girl dolls. Now, don't buy one, buy two, because now the American Girl dolls are out. What, uh, where are the 90s? Uh, they were just like yesterday, as if our new historic characters are twins, Isabella and Nikki. 
show girl power goals. And what do you know, Sherry? They're from Seattle. They're from Seattle, and they are the first twin characters that American oh. Girl Dolls has has had. Um, Isabel is bubbly and extroverted, very into pop music. Um, and uh, Nikki is a little more thoughtful, introverted, oh. passionate. Uh, she mm-hmm. loves skateboarding. And there were two twin authors that uh, helped write their overall stories. And here's what they said. We both uh-huh. feel very honored to help tell Isabel and Nikki's twin stories. Like Isabel and Nikki, we think we have twin tuition. Jennifer mm-hmm. and I have a lot of spooky twin moments where it's mm-hmm. like we're reading each other's mind. Being a twin means you have a unique bond. You've shared your lives together. Isabel and Nikki also share a room like we did, which means extra bonding time in late night talk sessions. Uh-huh. So now you got to buy two of them. Well, they come together. So it's the same. It's you don't there. It's a package deal. I know. But are they charging twice the price? I, it doesn't say how much they, they are. And I think mm-hmm. they're packaged together. I, I don't know. I mean, if you're going to buy one twin, you got to, you know, you, can't you don't want to get them. a twin individual. <laughs> you want both of them. <laughs> wow, look at you coming up with new words. <laughs> and yep, laughing yep. at my own. Yeah, I she's enjoying, enjoying it. Really, really enjoying it. I don't <laughs> yeah. want to inter- I don't interrupt. <laughs> yeah, right. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if they uh, if they are sold separately. I don't think so. Okay. All right. The other one you want to avoid is the I, Build-A-Bear. Avoid Build-A-Bear. Oh, I love Build-A-Bear. This is what I find interesting is they call them historical dolls. I would have thought that it would be like, you know, this is a prairie woman one and uh-huh. uh, revolutionary <laughs> war two. It's they call nineteen ninety nine historical. I mean, it is. It's part of history, but it's a little bit of a stretch, don't you think? Hot take from Sherry. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> that was my <laughs> twin <laughs> twin tuition. What is it? Twin individual. You forgot your own word. You made up already. <laughs> No, the t- twin tuition was what the okay. twins that wrote the twins' story had to say about each other. Twin tuition. Mm. I said twin individual. Mm-hmm. Not as funny anymore, huh? <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Guess Good not. Guess not. No. Kind of wore that one out. Yeah. Um, oh, Fred. Fred just wrote Z, 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 Z. Time to change the channel. Uh, Fred, it's not a channel, it's a station, okay? <laughs> if you're going to insult us. Yeah, really. Fred was all, while we were interviewing Representative Streep, he's texting me furiously. I'm, I'm assuming he's dry, he's pulled over the side of the road while he's changing the channel. Um, <laughs> yeah, lots of stuff. Um, talking about uh, pulling drivers over. Thank you, Fred. Appreciate that. By the way, update on the Halloween thing. I talked to a friend of mine, does security over at the C- at SeaTac. Try not to cause a disturbance. That's what he said. So if you're in a giant pumpkin costume, it could be a disturbance. Oh, this just in. Newsflash. Nope, you buy them separately. I have a 10-year-old daughter. $115 each. Each. Yeah, see? But they won't just separate. Because if you separated them, then you end up with what? (laughs) Two individuals. Individual. Okay. Now you're just making fun of me. <laughs> what? Teeny. <laughs> Which is a first. Happy, 
Petey, happy birthday. We make it fun of Sherry. Our, no, come on now. She is, uh, she's already uh, three sheets to the wind on her birthday. This is going to be a very interesting know-it-all quiz coming up at 5.30. Jacob, 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 get the bottle away from her. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know what? You're responsible for her behavior on the air. <laughs> Look at these beautiful flowers. <laughs> oh, boy. She okay. sounds out of it. Oh, oh, we've lost Fred and Teeny.